All right, welcome to Greenlight Pod number 29. I'm back in, uh, I'm back stateside. I've been gone for a little bit, a little hiatus. We're going to talk about the combine. We're going to wait on the CBA. We're going to let this, uh, this weekend pass and talk about it next week, I think. Uh, yeah, it's a good time to get back into town. There's a lot to talk about uh, going on in Indianapolis. Uh, and I'll keep you uh, up to speed on my trip and what's going on with Waterboys. Welcome to Greenlight Pod. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. One of the wor- one of the worst songs of all time. Let me think about it. Yeah. Yep. It's a bad song. Cosine. Like, makes my head hurt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the boys are back in town. Yeah, I never left, I guess. Yeah, that's true. But you went over to Africa. You I crossed did. international waters. Yeah, East Africa. So I... Um, Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank um, you for... Welcoming you and the, the listeners. This is my co-host, Making Gunner. Um, I'm Chris Long, your host. And uh, yeah, I'm just getting over jet lag. I mean, finally. There's a lot going on for me right now, okay? I haven't had... Or your hat is a falling few, off. My hat's falling off. Um, I accidentally shaved my face too close. I look like combine me, just a little bit older. Yeah. And more unhealthy. I think that's a fine length, frankly. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Candidly. Yeah. Let me give the people a full look at this uh, this grill here. I shaved the beard. They said that uh, it's, this was an accident, but on the bright side, they said it's like you shave your beard to avoid the coronavirus. Your beard keeps the corona. Yeah, it does. In and around your mouth, which is which is the problem. I don't want anything in and around my mouth. Definitely not coronavirus. Wash your hands, folks. Yep, wash your hands. Also, do not take it out on corona, the beer. Right, I saw uh, that. I saw that yeah. 38% of Americans are led to believe that there's some correlation between the beer and the, uh, the virus, the pandemic. Yeah, there isn't. Which means we're fucked. I mean, more so than the virus, which is something you gotta take seriously, 38% of Americans, at least in the sample size polled, uh, have, have decided that they would avoid purchasing Corona products. Yeah, there are a fair amount of us, including perhaps you and me, we'll get to that in a bit with the Wonderlick, who aren't so smart. Yeah, but I think I'm actually pretty smart. My, my score was decent. I, uh, I walked in here to the Chalk headquarters, Chalk Seaville World yeah. headquarters, and uh, Chris says, you're taking a wonder lick, and uh, I'm not so thrilled with my result. Ran out of time. Well, to be fair, there I were a lot of noises. Some of the questions were questionable. Take it, up with, take it up with the wonder lick. Reed was singing uh, while we were. Reed was humming. Cowboy Reed was in here humming. Yeah. <laughs> the thing you forget about the wonder lick is it's fucking timed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I looked up five minutes in, and it was like, you have five minutes left. Yeah. I didn't know there was a clock running. I'm sitting here like... What two words are not the same out of these? Like, I'm like really reflecting. Yeah. And here, seven, 46, negative three. Which number is next in this sequence? <laughs> like, 
You know You're what? making this up, Wonderlick. I do not remember doing the Wonderlick at the Combine. I, my memories of the Combine are very faint. Because, of course, they wake you up early in the morning. You're under a lot of stress. Totally unnecessarily waking you up early in the morning. I saw the schedule this year, and they're in prime time now. But, I mean, they're, these guys are up at 6 a.m. I know it's to, like, you know, uh, kind of imitate the stressors of a normal day in the NFL. Uh, pressure pack situations, fatigue and whatnot, but just seems unnecessary. If you want to know what, I, I don't know. You're in there half asleep taking the wonder lick. That's all I remember. And I think I've gone 28 out of 29 pods with my go juice. A yeah. little double shot of espresso. Oh yeah, you don't have that. Did not have it today. Yeah, you don't have that. Which well, stunk. What did we want to get to here in the open? Well, number 29. Yeah, number 29. This is the 29th pod, uh, so we're going to reveal our uh, our notable number 29. Yep. Uh, right about now. You want to start? Right about now. The Funk So Brother. Check it out now. I sure will. My number 29 is Eric Dickerson. Oh. As you can see there on the screen with his goggles on. The curl. His blue and yellow old school Rams jersey. Yep. Just chilling. Now we had discussed 29 for a hot second when we were doing 28. If we could even think up any 29s and in my research nobody could surpass uh eric dickerson in terms of hmm what would you call that swag swag Swag. Swag. i got a guy with a lot of swag but we'll get to him in a minute okay eric dickerson born september 2nd 1960 in sealy texas he's six foot three 220 pounds big dude went to uh smu smu before the death penalty yeah although Dickerson was the subject of recruiting controversy when he started driving a new Pontiac Trans Am during his they senior were, year. Weren't of they high hot school. back then in the in the uh, early eighties? Pontiac Trans Am. Was it the no, it was the seventies, huh? That would have been. That would have been. He was drafted in eighty three. So yeah, early eighties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Him and my dad are about the same age. He's, is he sixty? My dad just turned sixty 69. recently. Sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. And Eric and you have something in common. Played for the Rams. Two things in common. Human beings. Three things in common. He Both was six foot three. Hold on, I want to keep going. Four things in common. Also drove a sedan at one point. Five, we're up to five things. I had a Grand Marquis, 1983 Grand Marquis. That was also pro- probably a pretty hot car back when E. Dick was roaming around <laughs> the streets of LA. Oh, I looked that up after you had mentioned Nobody that. Nobody calls him E. Dick, Nickname. Huh? No, but he has nicknames. Where's my mobile? Uh, the thing I was after was that he was a second overall pick. Oh, we were. We were twos, deuces. Deuces in the 1983 draft. Also human beings. Played for the Rams, Colts, Raiders, and finally the Falcons in 93. Five team, five time. Darn it. First team all pro. NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1986. A terrific year. It's a big back. Uh, I have some other 29s I want to mention. I'm probably going to let you get You're to yours since thing I know you. you mention every 29 yeah, ever. You really, you really get upset. Uh, his nicknames included Mr. Fourth Quarter because of his stamina, naturally. Mr. Benny because of his frugality, which is not explained. Number one for obvious reasons. I, uh, if you're number 29, I don't know. And thanks in part to his name, The Dick. Hold on a sec. Oh, this is Eric Dickerson? Yeah. His nickname was The Dick? Yeah. 
This is from TexasMonthly.com. Uh, if they had Instagram back then, his your name's definitely got to be the dick with the blue check next to right. it. Right. So we got Mr. <laughs> Fourth Quarter, Mr. Benny, number one, and the dick. His <laughs> incessant complaining led the Rams to trade him to Indy in 1987. He complained, yeah. huh? Yeah, complainer. Six things you have in common. Yeah, I like to complain too. Although I'm working on being more positive. I yeah. do want to mention that uh, it, I was... I came close to uh, making my number 29, LeGarrette Blunt, One of my favorite football players of all time. One of my favorite teammates of all time. Um, he's, he, you know, LeGarrette Blunt is a one-of-a-kind individual. He used to have a portable shower boombox, like a waterproof boombox, just jam out in the shower for like an hour. Hmm. Probably in there with wrinkled fingers and shit. Like, you know, the whole team's At the coming facility. Going. Yeah, yeah. So not his water. No, not his water. Yeah. But um, LG was, he brought a lot of life to, to a locker room, and I was really happy when he, he came to Philly uh, with me that year. I mean, that, like, made the whole thing. It was cool. Uh, you know, a guy who I always respected and played against when he was in Tampa, and then we kind of linked up in New England, and we're still pretty cool now. So you didn't uh, want to be the only one to do Pat Super Bowl, then Eagle Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to. You wanted LG. I wanted company. Okay. So LG, uh, shout out to LG. I'm sorry, and I was nearly going to do Smoltz. Yeah, saw yeah, that. yeah. And then I looked at his uh, personal section on Wikipedia. Oh, not so and, good. Uh, back in the day, he compared gay marriage to bestiality. Ha uh-huh. ha. So I decided that his cowboy reads back there like, what the fuck? They say never meet your heroes. Yeah. Those guys got got away with a lot by not, you know, not having the 24-hour news cycle. If somebody stuck a, stuck a microphone in Smoltz's face back then, uh, luckily for him, nobody got that soundbite until I just did. Yeah, people are getting his. retroactively canceled. I'm surprised it hasn't come back to I just don't Mr. think Smoltz. anybody gives enough of a fuck about like uh, – the Braves pitchers in the 90s, although they were very good. Yeah, but he's um, calling Fox. He's calling World Series ball. Is games. he doing World Series Heck ball games? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm what a baseball fuck? watcher. I should know that. Yeah. But yeah, he compared uh, gay marriage to bestiality. So sorry, John. Mm. I can't really. Um, you're canceled on this podcast. Well, you're not. I'm not going to make you my number 29. Um, nor am I going to make, not that John Rocker wore 29, but what the fuck was going on in that <laughs> locker room? Was he there then? I think John Rocker was there with John Smoltz. I think of him as being younger, but yeah, John Rocker. Greg Maddox would never. No. Greg Maddox just looks like the kindest soul. Watch, you're going to find something. You on it already to see what Greg Maddox has done? No, because I was seeing that Rocker's 45 years old and Smoltz is 52. They still could have been on the same teams. Um, I think they were on the same team. I went with Satchel Paige. Great. Yeah, did you consider that one? Great pick, yep. He's on my list. Satchel Paige, and I didn't know like a ton about it. I mean, I knew he was the first Negro League player to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. It was in 1971. Uh, he played a long time. Uh, that's him in St. Louis. Now, back then, they didn't put the numbers on the front of the jerseys. He played for the uh, St. Louis Browns, and, and that is a Billiken, I believe, on the shoulder. Uh-huh. St. Louis Billikens. St. Louis University. It looks like no. a Billiken. Um, and that was an MLB team, I guess, the St. Louis Browns. Um, I think so. And he was 42 years old as a rookie. Wow. Uh, he had spent that much time in the Negro Leagues. In 1948, uh, he was the oldest major league rookie, uh, and he was playing for the Cleveland Indians. He was the first player, again, uh, from the Negro Leagues to not only 
get into the Hall of Fame, but also pitch in the World Series. So I, I was reading about this guy and I'm like, there has to be a fucking movie. They have to make a movie about this guy. I mean, if you read about this guy, and I'd love if somebody could suggest a Satchel Page book, I'm sure there's a biography somewhere. Um, he He's pretty interesting guy, dude. He was the original showboat, the shit talker. Um, you know, he was... He he claimed he didn't know how old he was. He said that uh, a goat ate the Bible that had his birth certificate in it. <laughs> uh, he used snake venom on his arm to keep his arm from getting so- sore. And his arm probably damn near fell off. He played in thousands of game games. He acted in a Hollywood Western. He used to have his infielder sit down and he'd just strike out the side. He, he'd bring the outfielders in. Uh, he was a trash talker. At one point in the uh, in the World Series in Negro Leagues, he uh, he walked two batters to uh, face the power hitter, the star Josh Gibson, with the bases loaded. Walked him on purpose. Power move. And then he struck him out. His last pro game, he was sixty years old. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, in, in a lot of his pitches, they said would would kind of push the envelope of legality. Um, he had like a hesitation pitch that you know people would say. Uh, was a balk. He really didn't give a shit. Joe DiMaggio said he was the best he'd ever faced. Threw the piss out of the ball. 50 no-hitters. Allegedly. Thousands of games. You know, and that really takes a toll on your arm. And that rem- that reminds me of uh, some of my Little League peers who before there was a, there was a, uh, a rule in Little League about, you know, innings. I, I don't know if nowadays in Little League there's like a, a pitch count that they keep everybody on. Probably. Back when I played at McIntyre, formerly called Dixie Little League, now it's McIntyre. Um, by the way, Craig Littlepage was the uh, was the commissioner of our little league. Very cool in uh, in the '90s, and then the AD obviously at, at UVA. So it's quite the resume before he got to UVA. Craig is not just decorated as a great AD; it's also a great. Little hoop. League baseball commissioner. Yeah, hoop player, hoop coach. Hoop, hoop player, hoop, hoop coach. Um, so, yeah, Sean Horner is somebody I want to talk about. He's a childhood okay. friend. He played for the worst fucking team in Little League. He's a buddy of mine. And uh, I think the team he was on, it wasn't Craig Builders. Craig Builders was dog shit. Ben James was on Craig Builders. <laughs> shout out to Ben James. Shout out to Craig Builders. Yeah, shout out to Craig Builders. It's a real <laughs> business, but your Little League team was dog shit. He, it wasn't Republic title. Shout out to James Sullenberger. Um, it wasn't Shoney's. Shout out to Evan Durr. Shoney's. By the way, I don't know if they still have Shoney's. Shoney's was the arch nemesis of the Elks. Mm. I was the El- I was on the Elks Elks Club. We were black and uh, yellow. Shout out to Chris Miller. Used to break it down to on three. What do you say no to? And we'd all say drugs. Wow. <laughs> How'd that work out? Good. Really? Yeah, I mean, marijuana's not a drug. Cannabis isn't a drug. Oh. Yeah, I never got into the hard stuff. Okay. So, thank you, Chris. Three um, Shoney's locations in Richmond, apparently. Still got Shoney's popping. Yep. Shoney's is what kind of cuisine? American. American. Just yep. very American. Oh, they've updated that logo a little bit. Now have a nice oh, yeah, yeah, modern yeah, yeah. font. It, it used to be, it used to just be, it's Scream old, 1994. Just old. yep. Uh, and, and Shoney's was our nemesis. Now, Sean was on, I don't know, the team was so bad, I don't remember it, but he used to pitch every game. <laughs> he pitched every single game. 
Like they didn't have another pitcher. And I'll always remember when we went up to the 13 year old tryouts, the fateful day, we were in the batting cage trying out and he was pitching and he was a stud. He went to throw the ball and it just sailed. Oh no. He grabbed his arm, cyst, blew up his, his uh, whatever this bone is here. Um, I shouldn't be asking you, your wonder looks probably not that great, judging by your reaction earlier. Well, let's think about it. Humorous. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I bet you were. I was. That's just what the wonder look said too, you ran out of time. <laughs> so he blew up his humorous or whatever that bone, ulna, and, uh, and he, uh, he never pitched again. What, wow. might, what might have been? He could have been the next, uh, I don't know. Satchel Page. Could have been the next Satchel Page, little white Satchel Page. I, I don't like how you said cyst because I have a paralabral cyst going on, as you know, in my yeah, shoulder right now. That was insensitive, I'm sorry. And when I first heard cyst, I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm good. Because as we all know, a cyst is a little something. Yeah, well, luckily you're not a little league pitcher because that could, that could blow up on you and never pitch again. So shout out to Sean Horner. Uh, Ooh, oh, do not Google image cyst. I thought I was on. <laughs> I thought I was just getting a definition, uh, and I was on the images. Let me see. I'm uh, going to do it. I'll just show it to you. No, you. What the fuck is that? They're a bunch of cysts. Oh, I thought that's not that bad. There's no private parts there. They're just cysts. I, it's just like, uh, you know, like protrusions in the skin. Yeah, gross. I thought you were like, it was like uh, some sort of pornography you didn't want to see. Nah. By that reaction. Um, you wouldn't do well. You don't like blood, do you? Not really. Injuries? I'm okay, but okay? Not, not really. Yeah. You show, you want to talk broken bones and stuff? I don't like that. Yeah, you don't like that stuff. Mm -mm. You had any injuries before this labrum? Yeah. I got crooked fingers from Speaking hoop. of that, we're going to measure your hand uh, later to make sure you're not a Joe Burrow. I don't know if I care for that because I have small hands. I have small hands and I have short arms. Okay. So you're um, basically a T-Rex. Yes. In because, Ralph Lauren. Because when I was last at the doctor, <laughs> uh, I might have been wearing shoes, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But six, four and a half. But I have small hands. You are taller than me. I'll admit that Thank on you. this pod. Thank finally. you. Finally. Short arms, uh, long legs, yeah. big feet. It's a, it's a mishmash of extremities over here like a regular frankenstein corporate frankenstein t-rex i think you're right with t-rex T-Rex. you know where i get my height where um like here yeah, uh, yeah. not even like before the calf under the calf to my ankle <laughs> is abnormally long my <laughs> lovely girlfriend kate pointed that out about a year ago oh yeah yeah at the beach she's like what's going on with the ankle to the calf thing it's like another she just realized that yeah you're like the slender man I've actually always wondered where the height, because of the torso. Nah. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're more of like a, a giraffe. My neck is long? No, I'm thinking about animals with just kind of spindly long legs. Um, yeah. I got a long torso, by the way. Okay. Which is not great for your 40 time. Mm, which Which was? explains 475. We'll get into Eesh. that in a little bit. Yeah. Eesh. Well. I did, some, I did pretty good in some other areas now. Okay. And we'll talk about that. So I want to I want to keep you posted on what's going on with Water Boys. Obviously, I'm back. We're stateside. Uh, I really being away for a week and like not having service a lot was very nice. Um, mm. I considered for a bit never podcasting again. This is no bullshit. Mm. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to have like a come to Jesus moment, Jesus of podcasting, and I had to reflect 
on uh, if I really want to do this because I was so happy to not have to get up and talk, you know? So you would, you would just do nothing? Yeah, I thought about like uh, being all types of different things. You know, like when you retire, it's one of those things, it's like when you're a kid and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like now I have an opportunity to be what I want to be when I grow up, I could be anything. I could try to go be a fireman. Ooh, dangerous. My lovely wife wouldn't like that. You're married. Yeah. And her name is? Meg. Meg. Yeah. Meg. Can I recommend <laughs> Mailman for a variety of reasons? Mailman would be dope. Talk uh, to me about Mailman. You get your steps in. Yeah. Solitude. Mm-hmm. You can listen to whatever you like. A lot of pods. podcasts. They listen to a ton of podcasts. Yeah. And you have a very clear goal objective yeah and you literally deliver for people um that's what i would be uh i uh i used to want to be a river guide you can drive on the right on the 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 right yeah the wheels on the right side that's cool yeah that's cool um yeah i used to want to be a river guide but my lovely wife wouldn't like that probably me being gone for weeks on end new new river gorge you, you know, never know. What was her reaction when you returned home it's from like, East Africa? Was she excited? She to was see happy you? to see me. Oh, cool! Or at least she acted like she was excited to see me. The kids—they legitimately were excited to see me. So I missed my kids a lot. I did not miss podcasting. I'm not even gonna lie. And like on a day like today, I woke up and I was like, I don't really want to podcast. Like, I, dang, you should have shared that with me. I know, I but similar, we're doing good. Uh, yeah. No. Now we're no, back we're doing in good. It. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Look at us, Paul Rudd. Yep. Doc Giff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I woke up this morning. I was like, fuck, dude, I got to get up and talk about the combine. Like that's all anybody's talking about. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes when, when you, when you have to talk one time a week, two times a week, it can be a little exhausting three times a week, like in the fall. You're preaching to the choir, bro. Yeah, I know. But Hey, but you're good at this, dude. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Hey, episode 28. Yeah. I enjoyed. You liked it. Yeah. Yeah. For like the first time. You didn't like the no first offense. 27? Yeah. <laughs> 28, I think a groove was found. I'm still waiting to find that groove. I also, I hacked it. I listened on 1.5 speed. Oh, and yeah, it was, yeah. It was entertaining. Well, I'm trying to bring more energy. And one of the reasons I think I'm a little bit sharper right now is I haven't really uh, gotten shitty, so to speak, this entire February. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a, you know, a, a bender night. I had probably a total of three drinks. This entire month, I feel remarkable. Yeah. So, so I got to fix that tomorrow night. Duke, on a leap, Virginia. On a leap day night. Uh, Duke in Virginia at Jones Arena. Yep, 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 yep. Big one. But before we get to that, yeah, I am back from Tanzania. I saw some amazing animals. We were on safari. I brought some players over to do the safari. I think I've talked about this. Uh, Whitney, Whitney Merciless, Greg Bell, uh, Chris Draft, William Hayes, uh, Ben Garland, uh, I, I don't think I, Miles Garrett, um, and then a bunch of guys and girls came over, veterans, NFL players to do the climb. Actually, right now as we speak, and this, it's so comfortable in this studio, okay? Right now, that Conquering Killy group is at 15,000 feet. They're sleeping. It's an eight-hour difference. We're recording right now, full disclosure, at 3 p.m. on a Friday. Yep. Um, this will air tomorrow morning. If you're listening, it'll be Saturday morning. Uh these guys and girls are at 15,000 feet. It's probably below freezing. Uh, they have been on the mountain four or five days. They have to wake up in two hours. They're essentially taking a nap. 
and then they're going to make up another 4,500 feet to 19,500 in summit, which is going to take eight and a half hours in the darkness uh, to get to the top of Kilimanjaro. And then they've got to climb down, which is going to take another 12 hours. Roughly what percentage of a crew turns back, does not summit? Two-thirds gen pop. Now, our group, military veterans, NFL players, and we do have a couple of uh, special donors. A lot of people ask me, they're like, it's funny in my comments, I love everybody that supports Waterboy, so you get a lot of like, I'd love to go on the next trip. I'm like, those plane tickets cost a lot of money. Yeah. Like, and, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to do a well, if you want to donate a well, if you donate a well, I'll make room for you on the next trip. Yeah. Wells are $45,000. Yeah. Um, now, we do have a couple donors, but our, our, uh, our rate of success is closer to like eight out of 10. And I just talked to, uh, I just talked to uh, Nicole, shout out to Nicole Woody, who runs my foundation. She's over there right now. She says, everybody is up there right now. So knock on wood, nobody's turned around. Now this is where it gets hard. Good luck, fellas. Yeah, good luck, ladies, guys. If you guys and girls, if you're listening to uh, Greenlight Pod on to, the side of the mountain, right? To be fair, tonight here in Charlottesville, it's going to be 28 degrees. So yeah, it's not so like it's not all easy sunshine and rainbows for us. Yeah, yeah yep. I mean, it, it was, was snowing outside here, here or there. I missed it. I missed it too. You got to be fucking kidding me! I love snow. Me too. Snow is oh, ten out of ten. Yeah, maybe eleven. I don't know oh, why. I, ah. You don't like it when 100 Don't go off the scale. Okay. I'm just saying that snow is awesome. And a lot of people give what? One to 10. And somebody said zero. Not on the scale. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. That was wrong. But I love snow. I hope it snows later. Um, We saw a bunch of lions. I saw so many lions that I am desensitized Mm. to lions. Like not even, they're like seeing a deer on the side of the road to me. Um, Also... I am over those animals. I learned a lot about lions that I didn't want to learn on this trip. That the, the oh. males, when they, they find a new female, they kill all the babies. Oh, wow. What do you mean when they find a new female? Like uh, when they're trying to push up on a female lion at the club, Club Serengeti. So not, not a monogamous deal there with lions? I don't think lions are waiting until marriage, if you know what I mean. Right. Right. But if one male lion has reproduced with a female lion, he's moving on. I don't know that. his moral code comprehensively. I just know that he kills the babies. And that's a non-starter for me. Where's the baby father lion? Uh, he's off doing whatever or he, or he peaced out. But like, you know, to kill off the next of kin of any other lions, the lion will murk the babies indiscriminately. So for me, I'm I'm kind of a hyena guy right now. Mm. I mean, like hyenas always get um, a bad rap in film, uh, and lions are always made to be. And by the way, I have a big lion tattoo on my back. I'm oh, that's to get true. That, that bad boy covered up now. Wow. Yeah. So lions are trending down. Um, William Hayes <laughs> was on the uh, was. And by the way, we did a pod with William Hayes. I'll tease that real quick. Me and William in a in the tented camp we were at. It's basically the rooms are tents. They're nice tents. They're like wedding tents. Um, they're like fairly secure. Not secure enough that if like an elephant or a you're in the Serengeti. Uh, not secure enough that an elephant couldn't knock it down or a lion couldn't scratch a hole in it. Um, but we did a pod around nine o'clock at night, 
I should have called it Stoned in the Serengeti. Uh, it was quite the, quite the adventure. And there were lions outside roaring during the pod. You can actually hear it around the, like the hour mark there. Uh, and William Hayes, his favorite animal was the jackal mm. and a turtle mm. uh, due to their indifference uh, about what, what was going on around them. Uh, also saw a leopard, Ooh. bunch of elephant. Yeah, leopards are awesome. Yeah, but jackals look like foxes and I don't like foxes. Yeah, and like Impala, I saw a bunch of those. Now the coolest thing we saw was, and it is heartbreaking a little bit, but uh, it was a cheetah that hawked a baby Impala and killed it in front of us. Yeah, that doesn't sound. It's nature, it's called the circle of life. You ever heard of it? At all. Have I, have I ever heard of the circle of life? Yeah. I guess so. Well, that I've heard of natural selection. Yeah, and that, was, that bad boy got selected. Yeah. A day in. Imagine you just. Pow, you, selected. You, you could be born as a domestic house cat. Getting, Ugh. You could be born as a fucking, a German shepherd. You like German mm. shepherds. Yeah. You could be born into a nice suburban family, sit by the fire, um, you know, get fed green beans every day. Or, or you could be a fucking, God could make you a, an Impala in the Serengeti and the first day you get lunched by a cheetah. And by the way. Lunched, hawked, selected, kilt. Murked. These are some good murked. Yeah, I got a lot of, a lot of verbs yeah. to signify uh, annihilation of this baby Impala. And the Impala was alive the entire time. That's I heard gross. bones cracking. Huh. There was a point... I'm not laughing. It's a circle of life. There was a point where the cheetah was biting into the Impala, and I think it broke the Impala's neck. So I don't think the Impala could really feel anything, if that makes you feel any better. It was biting into the, the stomach, and at one point, I guess he like punctured something and it just sprayed. Oh my And the Impala God. was like, ah! <laughs> so fucked up, dude. But that shit happens every day in the, in the Serengeti, bro. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, so uh, also did some water projects. Oh, hard right turn. Yeah, so we did. We Update we us. we visited a couple uh, well sites, and uh, we are north of three hundred sixty thousand people served uh, with clean water. Our goal is a million. Uh, we're at eighty five wells. We're rolling, so it was good to have all the guys and girls there. Safari is pretty pretty crazy, pretty cool. So. That's awesome. Waterboys.org. Yes. We have a William Hayes pod coming early next week. Um, yeah. And uh, we should do a, a Friends of the Pod well. Yeah, we should. That'd be great. Yeah. Guys. If everybody gives a couple bucks, we could get there. We could get there. Let's we, do and it. I'll put the green, uh, we'll put a plaque on it Green Light Pod listenership. Love it. Um, yeah. So condolences to that Impala. Um, and yeah, I'm back. I'm happy. Monday, 10 a.m., pulled out of my hotel in Arusha, Tanzania, walked in the door. This is 10 a.m. Eastern time. Walked in the door, 7 p.m. Tuesday. Mm. 30-something hours of travel. I'm feeling good, though. I'm a, I'm a podcasting machine. Let's get into the combine, shall we? Okay, let me, uh, as per custom, I just want to hit the the rest of my 29s it'll take like eight seconds oh yeah hit him never nervous purvis ellison yeah paul silas rod carew o jackson at auburn playing baseball yeah okay 
Route 29 here in Virginia. Yeah, Route 29. Monacan Trail. And yeah, Seminole. No, Monacan Trail if you go south. Yeah, I think both. Yeah, yeah both can be right. And um, the guy I nearly went with, Adrian Beltre. Made baseball fun. He hit dongs from his knee. Dongs. Home runs. Yeah. And uh, he wouldn't let people touch his head or his face. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He was fun. Yeah, that's fun. It's quirky. Back when baseball was, you know, not just a bunch of cheating. cheaters. Yeah. Guys are getting pelted right now. Yeah. It's yep. like dodgeball. It's yeah. fucking awesome. It looked like they're getting hit by paintballs. Yeah. I don't it's give a be shit. An interesting year. I mean, listen, I met, uh, I told you I partied one night with Keichel and um, um, younger, uh, sm- smaller guy, Bregman. Smaller guy. Bregman's so cool, dude. That's why I was so let down. I saw Bregman get hit the other day, and I, Bregman's at the very least an acquaintance. Shouldn't these guys save it for the, the pitchers for the regular season? I think we're just, we're just setting the tone. Okay. Bregman got hit, and his face was like, what the fuck? It's spring training. Yeah. I mean, like this is going to be a long year. So combine going on right now. Uh, who gives a shit about baseball? Also, gambling's going good. I walked right in the door this week, uh, and I hit Two nights consecutively, as you know, five-team money line parlays. And did you go night three or what? I haven't heard night that three update. Didn't, night three didn't go as well. I was going. Michigan blew night three right off the bat. I was going to text you this and decide against it because I'm your friend and didn't want to mess with Mojo. Yeah. I was about to text you about 5 p.m. on night three. Hey, if I gambled, I would fade your five tonight. Right, just because I just think just that, pick yeah, you had two in a row. They were some ridiculous finishes for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it would go well night three. What'd you do uh, out of five on night three? Like I mean, three out of five. Oh, okay. But it didn't matter because Mich- Michigan blew it uh, right off the bat, lost to Wisconsin. But night two was electric. I mean, that night was Penn State and Virginia, Virginia. up big. Virginia was up twenty six eleven in Blacksburg. At halftime. At halftime. I was wondering if Blackshear was going to outscore them in the first half because Blackshear's down in Florida now. I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, he might have had eleven. My um, guy, Mom's Diakite, outscored him in the first half. Oh wow, thirteen to eleven. Yeah, yeah, he did. But then the who's? And then uh, Kihei with the with the dagger. Yep. I mean, it was one of the most iconic UVA shots in the past few years. Yeah, it's up and, there. And and you know, on the heels of Walden Tensai, Waldy, because I'm not saying his name repeatedly the next few years yeah Walda Tensai and only one more year one so, more year okay yeah. good so Walda Ten- Waldy um <laughs> knocked down that shot against UNC I would say Kihei's was even even sweeter yeah I'll go I'll go with Thomas's Tom's yeah. on, only because the Who's were down one at that point yeah because yeah. it took tied. yeah it took stones I mean it really did to knock but, that shot down hey nice to be able to talk about both there is some controversy uh inside the Virginia basketball family uh, Walda Tensai has been Thomas this entire year to date. He shared before the Tech game that he actually prefers Tomas. And yet, asked afterwards, all of his teammates said, nah, he's Thomas, he's Tom. We're going to go with Tom. You're really on the name changes and what guys prefer. Yeah. There's been some notable changes well, over the past few years. Well, Tomas yeah. um, did what I really don't care for, and he said, it doesn't matter. You can call me whatever you like, but if I had to pick, I'd go Tomas. Yeah, just tell me. Tell me. Yeah, just tell me. Yep. Uh, who else did you mention that was preferring a different pronunciation these days in the sports world? Oh, yeah. It, uh, it was a coach, Nagy. Nagy 
Nagy. If you go on the internet, it's Nagy, Nagy, and Nagy. Come on, man. Pick one. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I needed Penn State to pull out the win. They won on a buzzer beater. And they also blew a big lead. UVA won on essentially a buzzer beater. It was like a second left. Um, can you call that a buzzer beater? No. Can you call Notre Dame's a buzzer beater? Because I had Notre Dame as well. They scored oh. with .1 seconds left. So a game winner. Right. They had three, yeah. three game winners out it, of five it's plays. It's an actual stat that's kept. So literally you cannot call it a, a buzzer beater. Which is yeah. cheap. I think that's very cheap. Because if you score with, is there a game winner stat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because those shots are great shots. And then the Notre Dame shot was essentially... Uh, it was akin to the shot that beat Purdue last year, mm-hmm. Diakite's shot. It was a catch, kind of, you know, holding the ball high release. And that was the fifth leg of my five-team money line parlay. Good and I you. needed all that to happen. So right off the plane, your boy starts making money. Back to business. And we've got Duke UVA, number seven Duke, traveling to uh, John Paul Jones Arena yeah. to get this L tomorrow night. Oof. I don't give a shit. Let's hope. Uh, Duke wildly talented. Who's now yeah, fairly comfortably in the tournament? I mean, you lose out. It's probably yeah, dicey. You, if you lose out, it's dicey. But what's our ceiling and what's our floor? Uh, well, if you win out, you win the ACC tournament, and you're probably looking at like a four. Uh, There's still hope for my bet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, golly day. I yeah. hadn't thought about that yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say right now you're looking at like an 8-9. Yeah, uh, yeah. You beat Duke, you're looking at a 7. Mm-hmm. You still got Louisville on the schedule, yeah, yeah. perhaps 6, but uh, most likely in that 7, 8, 9, 10 Who's range. the one seed you could see us actually beating? Um, th- even though they're not big names, they're good. Uh, I would probably like to see Dayton. Yeah, Dayton. I mean, that... That uh, what's his name up there? Uh, Opie. Obi. Obi Toppin. Good Golly, player. has there been a guy who who who's gonna create as much buzz going into the tournament like an individual since I mean before Zion? Who was the last one? I mean, this guy is like a man among boys. Yeah, real good player. I I like Tony when he's able to key in on one guy. Okay. Um, San Diego State, I think, is the real deal. Okay. I might. I wouldn't mind seeing Gonzaga, although one of those pods, yeah. different kind of pod, is in Spokane, Washington. Wouldn't love that. That wouldn't deal. be great. Nah, uh, Baylor looks pretty legit. Yeah, no thanks. Kansas legit. No thanks. Uh, Maryland probably a two. I would love to be a seven opposite NC, Maryland's Maryland too. Oh, yep. that'd be great. That would be dynamite. That'd be great. That piece of shit school. <laughs> okay. All right. Nice. Um. Anyways, a combine. So. Uh, what do you think about primetime combine? I don't care about any of it. I'm good with primetime. I like that. I didn't even, that's what we're doing now? Give I me haven't some, watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'll tell you about it. Okay. I'll tell you all about it. Great. First off, let's read the Wonderlick score. Uh, and we haven't told wow, the results. We're right into that, huh? Yeah, well, we, so we basically took the Wonderlick right before. And I, Reed, Cowboy Reed, like, tell me if I'm lying. I told you about the Wonderlick 30 minutes ago. So I decided. 30 minutes ago that we do it's not like i've been studying oh right you could have taken it once and then taken it again exactly did I pr- you do that promise you i didn't okay you walked in short on time they say the wonder look takes like 15 minutes 10 minutes that's your time we had we had 12 minutes 50 questions that's standard wonder lick right i think so so i screenshot my results uh ah uh, and you did the same i presume yeah but so well, we're, same time let's we're, not do it all right. You would definitely be wanting to do it if, if I was fit. 
Now listen, maybe I feel great about it, but it's all relative and, and my score is not as good as yours. I don't know. Maybe you're disappointed by excellence. I, well, and maybe you scored better and I'll never live it down. Yeah, you probably wouldn't. But also, I'm kind of a smart cookie. No, you are. Um, Not like in some ways, but in some ways, yes. Wonderlick, no, yeah, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're a smart guy. Okay. And yes, to be clear, I feel like I did poorly. Okay. I was rushed. I ran out of time. The questions were stupid. I didn't feel, <laughs> I didn't feel great either. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go one, two, three, and you're going to say how many you got right out of 50. Out of 50, okay. Uh-huh. Ready? Yeah. Oh, Ryan, wait, 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 Ryan Rosillo's FaceTiming. You're, you're saying go? Ryan Rosillo's FaceTiming. Okay. Well, he's the most important man. And uh, hey, live. This hey, is we're live. on a fucking pod, dude. Oh, he's hiking. He's in like Pikes Peak or something. Yeah, there's snow. He's got like snowshoes and shit. Can we call you after the pod? Yeah. Are, you, are you safe? Yeah. Yep. All right, you ready? Yeah. Are you saying go after one, two, three? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say one, two, three, and then I'm gonna say my number. It's kind of like rock, paper, scissors. Okay, so let's just rock, say... paper, scissors, shoot. We're gonna say shoot at the same time, essentially. Okay, are you gonna say your number quickly or kind of are you gonna drag quickly. it out? I'm okay. gonna say it quickly. All right, one, two. Whoa, is that the cadence? Yeah. Just go one, two, three, bang. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, thirty-six. 42. Oh, <laughs> you beat me by a lot. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So. <sighs> I mean, you're a highly educated man. I wanted to get 50 out of 50. Yeah, well, that's your problem. 36 would do me just fine at the combine. No doubt. The average score apparently is, is 25. Yeah, well, the average score, uh, I was 72%. Average score is 51.26. Okay. And that's, uh, that's of people with college degrees, I feel like. Yeah. And the NFL, I mean, we've got some smart dudes in the NFL, but I don't think our average is 25. Yeah, I don't know. I'll 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 go on the machine here just so we. That's can with no be, practice. We just we just we just. Uh, Ernst and Young here, accounting just, services. Just so you can see. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. You can see this too. Hold on. Yeah, I would like to to verify. I can't. Uh, oh no, is my eyesight? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, for that reason, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't get it in the NFL. Your eyesight's going. Well, yeah, actually, it's not. But I just. Um. So so we just raw we thought. just raw dog that wonderlick. Yeah. Hey, um, I think we can both do better. We can both do better. But it was uh, it was tough. We, yeah, it was tough. Prepared. It was really tough. Um, so we did the wonder lick. Let's measure your hands real quick, right? With Joe Burrow on the brain this week, I'm going to let you measure it. Cause Why? I'm, well, because I'm in my chair. There you go. So oh. we, got, we have a uh, making gunner hand measurement. I'll, I'll be the witness here. It's the dirtiest... That tape is a dirty. Let's talk to Cowboy Reed. I don't know what he's doing with that tape measure. <laughs> so I, I did, ow, I just go like that, huh? You and measure from the, you, yeah, you measure pinky? from the base. What do you mean from the base? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. What you got? Well, you can verify. I, I think I'm, I'm, Joe Burrowing this nine, at nine inches. Wow. Yeah. You wanna? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll make sure that my, yeah, I'll make sure that. That we're we're right here. Um, now, Joe Burrow. I thought I would because no, that's my problem. That's my football problem. I can't grip the the pill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, you might even be north of nine inches. Come you might on. be. You got bigger hands than Joe Burrow. Hootie hoo! Then how can he throw the ball and I can't? Because <laughs> he's a fucking athlete. Oh. 
Now, Tony I'm not Abram. saying, yeah. By yeah. the yeah, now, Jordan Love's hands was like 11. Yeah, that's That's big. crazy. Mine's 10. I think it was 10 from the combine. Yep, 10. A fucking tan. Um, what size shoe? 14. Okay. Um, so anyways, I'm just going to come out and say it. If you got small hands, I'm not going to say it. No, it probably looks real. It looks, it, it's flattering looking in your hand. No. You know what I mean? So you got that going for you. Um, anyways, the combine, Joe Burrow, <laughs> nine inch hands, okay? Um, I don't, I'm not concerned about it. Are you? I haven't done enough research. I'm, I'm sure there are examples of small handed good QBs. Yep. Do you have those on uh, Tom Brady was like nine and some change. Well, nine and some change. Apparently. Yeah, but not a lot of change. Um, Tom's was just over nine. Pat Mahomes was just over nine. So yeah, I mean, hand size is that. And listen, Joe Burrow, who's not working out of the combine, he, he claims you know part of it is he hasn't had as much time to work out as the, the rest of the guys. Part of it, I think most of it, is that he has the least to gain doing this shit. He's going one. Because by the way, Cincinnati, if they do anything but select him at one, they're risking like the biggest embarrassment in any pro football franchise history. If he so much as is a successful pro for a long time, I think that you know them missing out on the hometown kid uh, could be really devastating. Um, not to mention, I think he's the guy. Now, if Tua was healthy, if there was no hip thing, I think you have a conversation there. Yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Feels like there are a whole lot of misses in the first round on quarterbacks, but I hear you. You no, got to take that shot. You have to. Um, listen, what made me feel as good, and you know, the comps, ironically for him and Tua, it's, um, you know, people talk about Tom Brady with, with Joe, and I do get that. The One thing Joe does very well is he moves in the pocket really well. I mean, he's an athlete. He's probably a better athlete than Tom. He's definitely a better athlete than Tom. Um, but he moves in the pocket similarly in that he bides time, his eyes are downfield. It's like he's swiveling. His hips are it, it very, it's, he's just athletically on point to move and, 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 and throw on the run. You know, there's throwing on the run and then there's throwing on the move. They're like two different things. And he does both of those pretty well. Uh, the one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't really have a big arm. Uh, and you know, you, you look at him and you say the junior tape's not great, but also he was a transfer. So, you know, Colin Coward ironically said he's a, he's not a great prospect. He's just a great story. That was one of the takes this week. Mm. Um, I also remember Colin Cowherd not remembering when he was interviewing Urban Meyer that Joe Burrow was ever at Ohio state. Right. If you ever saw that. I did. So, um, listen, I think if you're worried about his arm strength, that's one thing he improved on a lot of throws from junior to senior year by just working. Um, I think getting the, the system down, um, you know, some of the throws outside the hashes he's not gonna be great at necessarily. Uh, it's gonna be more timing, but, but he, he improved. He got, his, he got his legs into it, his hips into it, and you can tell he was a different player. It wasn't just the, uh, the boy genius effect there uh, at LSU. I, I, I think, you know, if I'm picking one, I'm taking him. Jordan Palmer, who's been working him out, talked about him a lot. And I thought he was pretty open about it. If you were watching the combine, which you weren't, but you know, he said, well, "What does he have to work on? He has to work on 
you know, under center stuff. Everything they did at LSU was empty. You know, it's five out in the route. So, um, you know, he's got to work on six and seven man protections, got to work on play action pass. These are things if you hear Kurt Warner during the um, the combine talking about it, he's talking about, you know, a lot of the, the reason you want to see these guys taking snaps under center who have, and his timing, it's a different game. It's more anticipatory. Um, you know, the five man stuff is cool, because in some ways you have to work on a lot. You have you have to be really sharp pre-snap. You have to motion guys out, et cetera. Um, but you have to to work on the under center stuff. Uh, and I know that the game's going more shotgun, more spread it out, but you still need to be able to do that sort of thing in most offenses. Um, so, you know, he's, the flip side of that is he's been really good against the blitz because teams will blitz you if you're gonna, if you're gonna do that empty shit. And, uh, that's going to help him. The pre-snap stuff is good. But Kevin Falk, who's on their staff and played with Brady, when they asked him, you know, who does he remind you of? He goes, that's Tom Brady. Mm. Um, and that's a, that's a nice endorsement. But I'm not worried about the fumbling. The kid grew up in, I mean, he had four fumbles, I think, senior year. Kid grew up in Ohio. Um, it's cold. And then played down in the heat in, in, in the SEC. And they say when you got small hands and you could, you could corroborate I was about to make a, a like a little baby hand joke, and uh, you uh, you jumped in front of me there. So, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Take my strong hand. Yeah, I don't even know that reference. So uh, it's yeah, from, it's from a, a movie. I think it's like scary movie or something. Um, but yeah, so so you know, sweaty palms. Yeah, less knees sweat. Are, knees are weak. Oh, arms are heavy. Yeah. Down there, and vomit S- on my sweater already. Yep, like Donovan Mom's McNabb. Spaghetti. Yep. Down there with he's nervous and he's got small hands he's in sec country it's gonna be hard to grip the ball i mean it's sweaty but you know four fumbles not bad he doesn't seem to be a turnover machine so i'm not worried about that um so i think i think he might continue to improve you know i I don't like looking at him like a one-year wonder i mean how many people i i'm unless i'm forgetting something until the injury happened at bama tua wasn't a known commodity um so this stuff happens, and a lot of these quarterbacks in, 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 in the first that we're talking about have had weird paths. I mean, whether it's Eason, you know, who's at Georgia, kind of like two years off, then he comes on the scene uh, senior year in Washington. Uh, who else in that first round? Herbert. I mean, Herbert. Um, and it's funny, because you, you kind of know it's Tua and it's Burrow. Pick your poison, whichever you like. Um, you know, then the next three quarterbacks are a little bit more question marks. They're all kind of polarizing. Eason, uh, Love, Herbert, even Fromm, uh, and Hurts, they've all got like these flaws, and that's kind of how the way it is. But um, you know, you know who I think got a really bad bad draw here is Fromm, because he was throwing because it's alphabetical. He was throwing right in front of Eason. And Fromm, if you saw any of his throws yesterday, looked really uncomfortable throwing the deep ball. And Eason is just a fucking jugs machine. Mm-hmm. And you wonder with him, is he going to be more Carson Palmer or is he going to be more Brock Osweiler? They're kind of like the big guys, not very mobile, big arms. And, and I've, heard, I've heard the Carson Palmer thing with, with Eason. And yet from what's the reason Eason left, right? I know, yeah. Georgia? So they're throwing right next to each other. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, Eason kind of big dicked him with the, uh, with the, with the big cannon. It just it was a, it was a bad draw for Fromm. Now he's very accurate, uh, shorter throws, intermediate throws. So I, 
I wonder if you're an evaluator, like how important those deep balls are. I mean, if you if you feel like there's a ceiling with a guy with a weaker arm. Now we've seen some weaker arm guys that have been sensational quarterbacks in the NFL, but uh, I wonder how much you factor that in. You know, Love is making a push to be a first rounder. Now the problem with him is that he had that great 2018, his 2019 from what I understand was really bad and I hadn't watched a lot of his tape. I mean like if he's on TV I watch him, but I haven't studied him, I'll take your word for it. Everybody says he was absolutely dog shit in 2019. But he's a guy who could rise. Um, Herbert, listen, if Tua's hip's not right, is somebody in the top five going to reach for Herbert? Yep. 6'6". Six, six. Say this, no more. This dude throws the piss out of the ball, but we knew he'd throw the piss out of the ball on air. I mean, that was kind of, you know, he's got a big arm. That's just kind of... Actually, I didn't know the ball had any piss. Yeah, there's piss in there. <laughs> and then you've got... Uh, this kid at Washington State, Gordon, um, Anthony Gordon. Yeah. Could he be like the next little Gardner Minshew? Like a lot of people talking about Gordon say, you know, he hasn't played football a long time. He was a baseball player for a really long time. You don't know what you're getting. There's not a lot of tape on him, but he threw the ball like 700 times at Wazoo. So it's like, you know, it's a ton of throws. It's not a big sample size, but it's a ton of throws. Um, and Sage Rosenfels, who, who I really like, uh, says he's got the quickest release in the class. He projects him to be a second rounder. He'll rise. But I've also heard he could go un- undrafted. So, I mean, like, you know, there's a bunch of questions outside those two guys. And there's always questions with the quarterbacks. I do, I'm buying Joe Burrow. I'm buying Tua if, if, if they're healthy. And ironically, those top two guys, um, are being compared to the top two prolific touchdown throwers of the past decade in Brady and in uh, Russ. And I really do see the Russ thing. I heard Brunel is a comp too. Hey, by the way, Brady, round six. Yeah. Russ, round three or four. Yeah. I mean, this thing is a total crap It's a crapshoot, man. If anybody tells you they know how it's going to work out. It's also a don't. really dangerous, if you take away the pocket factor, and by that I mean the, the money, it's a dangerous thing to be really good at coming out of college. I mean, your whole life could be wrecked. Think about it. If you're considered like just a massive quarterback bust, like that's the first thing people look at when they see you. And I think that's kind of fucked up. Like you meet somebody in the street, they're not judging you off like, you know, Jamarcus Russell, the guy. Jamarcus Russell could be like the best person. He could be a saint. He could probably cure cancer and people will remember that he was a bust. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's, it's, um, it sucks to be a quarterback in a way. Now you get paid, um, and if it works out, you're a god. But um, I, I do feel for these guys. Now Jalen Hurt um, hurts <laughs> multiple hurts. Jalen Hurts is uh, is an interesting one because he's played in two like really kind of complex offenses. If if you listen to people talk about it, but the processing is is what people are worried about there. He looked really good on air. He looked very good on air last night. He looked better than Fromm. Um, and I think he's got like really good intangible leadership qualities. I wouldn't be surprised if you see New England at 23, because uh, it's sounding like Tom's not coming back, but that could all be posturing, nah. leverage. Nah. You're not buying that. Nah. I, I Listen, if he, I think he's leaving, but if, if he's gone, and you're New England, you've got a bunch of guys who are free agents and are not gonna take those haircuts they usually would have because you had a Tom Brady there 
as a guarantor of success or relevancy. You know, you've got guys like McCourty. Um, you've got guys like Joe Thune, uh, Tooney, however you say that. One of them, yeah. Yeah, it's one of them. I play with the guy. I just don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's a really good player. I called him Joe. Um, <laughs> he might change his name at some point. He might change the pronunciation at some point. Um, Joe is, is on the market. So you've got a great interior lineman. You've got a great safety. Uh, where do you want to use these picks? Are you in a rebuild because you know you're going to lose everybody and it's like, what's the point? Um, I think you have to take a, a quarterback at some point. I don't think, uh, how do you pronounce the guy's name that, that's the backup? St- Stidham? Jarrett Stidham. Stidham. It's another tough name. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's the answer. I could see them snagging somebody like Eason or, uh, or even uh, Jalen Hurts. Hertz ran a four point five nine, by the way. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice time. Had a good broad jump. It was like ten five. Uh, he just he looks the part to me. Uh, now the processing is is one thing. I'm gonna say nah. You don't like him? No. Yeah. Zero analysis. Yeah, you're just like yeah. Nah. Now I'm looking at these of 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 all these guys that are kind of in that that I'm not sure about it class i mean i don't know we won't put herbert in there these guys that could conceivably fall out of the first round love is is intriguing because when i look at a quarterback i look at the ceiling and college coaching is is good but you know if you can get him in the right system with the right coaches i mean imagine him with frank reich um you know imagine herbert with frank reich um you're gonna get the best out of this guy and the best was 2018 and it was pretty damn good he, yeah. look, he looked like a first half of the first round guy. You got something against Gary Anderson? Gary Anderson. Head coach of the Utah State Aggies? No. Okay. I just, listen, I, I look at quarterbacks and I look at their ceilings. I mean, there's very few quarterbacks who are going to be good in any system, in any situation. We talk about this. You know, I always use the, the Nick Foles um, discussion. You know, Nick Foles, legendary quarterback in Philly, one of the best. Um, 10.63 inch hands. <laughs> that makes sense. How do you, how do you mean? It's <laughs> just, he's got big hands. Got you. Um, you know, he had his, his, his floor was, was very low in St. Louis. It was a bad system. Jacksonville got benched. Bad system. Bad team. Record setter with Chip Kelly. Uh, Super Bowl MVP with Frank Reich and, and, and Dougie P. So, I look at the ceiling. And, uh, and for me, you know, an intriguing prospect would be love there. So, uh, Herbert ran well, four, six, five. I think he could end up in, in Indy. Um, and if Tua's hip doesn't check out, he could be in the top five. I don't know. Somebody's going to fall for that big son of a bitch. Myself included. Yep. Um, a little concerned about the hair. I don't know what he has going on there. It's good flow, right? It's good flow, but I don't know what he's he's doing. doing. Yeah. I'm not sure what he's doing. I know exactly what the fuck Joe Burrow's doing. Ooh, well, sort of. Andy Dufresne, and that's questionable, I think. He got he got that fresh haircut. The guy from Hawaii cut his hair, too. Meanwhile, I rolled up to the combine with a bowl cut. That yeah. was like what was cool in 2008, along with baggy suits. We'll get, the, get to that around the draft. Also, I saw Kelly Bryan on TV for the first time, in, unless you're watching Mizzou. Last from the past. Yeah. Um, Impressive-looking guy. Um, So... You know, that was kind of the quarterback, uh, you know, landscape. 
You've got the wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb, who's everybody's darling right now. Uh, learned that his nickname has been DVD. Hmm. Didn't know people were still doing DVDs. Obsolete? No, I don't. Yeah, he's not obsolete. I don't, I don't understand why his nickname is DVD. He compared himself to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I could buy that. You know, it, when you're talking about a guy that caught balls from three really good quarterbacks, I think two Heisman winners and a runner-up, and Murray, Mayfield, and uh, who else did he catch a ball from? I know. Just take your time. I wouldn't rush something like this. You wouldn't rush something like this? No. I'll get back to it. Three 800-yard seasons, three different quarterbacks, um, and one of them, my brain is fried. He was, he was, he was last year's guy. Last year's guy at Oklahoma? No, two, two years. What the fuck? You just, you, you, you're in a bit of a pretzel here. Yeah. Who have you named? I've named Murray. Mm-hmm. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And that guy we've said a lot over the last three minutes. Jalen Hurts. There you go. Jesus. Nailed it. Yeah, it's the jet lag. Knew you'd get there. I'd get there. Um, CeeDee Lamb ran well, looked awesome catching the ball, looked great running routes. Uh, Ruggs ran like a 4-2-8. You probably heard about that. Yeah, love rugs. Um, what kind of rugs? Like area rugs? Yeah. Sizal rugs? Yeah, sizal's good. Yeah. Feel good when you step on a sizal rug. Yeah. Um, runners? I love runners. Yes. Nice runner in the hallway. Yeah. Where are you on stair runner? Love stair runners. Yes. Got a really nice stair runner at the house. Yeah. So rugs ran a 428. Yeah. Um, and when you were looking at the list of guys who run, you know, in that upper echelon historically in the combine big cat tweeted something about it he was like i don't know if that's a good thing the names on that list they didn't go on to have like very good careers in the nfl um also there's a guy from southern miss that ran a four three five and in group two they had two wide receivers under a four three i don't know if i'm reading this right and seven between four three and four four mm. it's like holy shit and the sleepers i'm looking at the kid from uh, liberty Oh, yeah. Gandy, Gandy Golden. Golden. Oh, yeah. He's very good. Very good. And they were singing his praises about his route running, obviously his size, his athleticism. Seems like a good kid. Well, that's the thing. If everybody's going to be so fast, differentiate yourself. Otherwise, be a good route runner. Do something. Be physical. Mm-hmm. Hands. Yep. Ca- catching the ball would be advisable. Joe Reed had a really good day. Yep. Virginia's own. Yep. A lot of good numbers there. The three Work, working out a bit at uh, running back, I was told as well. He can do it all. Ty Montgomery, and that's the way that he can yep. differentiate himself. Now you look at those receivers. There's probably going to be three at least in, in the first round: in Ceedee Lamb, Ruggs, Judy, um, and possibly Jefferson, the kid from LSU. He could he could kind of climb and end up in that in that bottom of the first round. Uh, it, if you're the Eagles, I don't think. Uh, it doesn't, I don't know if any of those, those receivers are going to fall to him. I was reading, you know, people are concerned that they're, they're going to be cu- kind of empty-handed because the next kind of crop of receivers aren't quite as good. It plateaus a little bit. Uh, if you're really in need of a receiver, you want to get one of those three guys. Uh, I do like Jefferson. Um, and the kid, uh, Claypool, who's kind of a receiver, but they're eh. talking about a tight end. Yeah. They're talking what? eh. Uh, saw him live. I'm, you don't like him. I pass. Really? Yep. Now the 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 stat that everybody's seen over the last twenty four hours is the only 
guys that have been I'm trying to do it off the top of my head, but it's six six foot three or six foot four and two thirty five plus and ran a sub four four five. There have been two guys. Okay. Can you think of the second? Claypool and in this year's crop or ever? No, ever. Um T.O. Megatron. Mm. So, you know, that's pretty good company to be in. Um, By the way, my analysis, I uh, watch games from behind binoculars and only follow the ball in this Yeah, so let's take it for what it's worth. Probably had an average game against Virginia, and that's why I'm out. Probably unfair. But hey, that, uh, I've, I've made my decision. That's <laughs> good. He's out. And, and, you know, he's been very willing. I mean, he, his interviews, I like the way he was like, I'm willing to switch tight end. I expect to play special teams, all that. Uh, that's all well and good. The Mizzou tight end made some money. Money he ran pretty well. Um, the only the only guys who ran faster than the, than the uh, Mizzou kid were uh, historically Dickerson, uh, Vernon Davis, and, and and Ingram. No, Doran Dickerson of mm. Pitt, 2010, I believe it was. By the way, did you see Vernon crying, Davis? Um, recently, his you, acting. Yeah. 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 Can you grade that? Um. Is it a zero? Uh, <laughs> one to ten is my scale. Yeah. No, it was. I think it's uh, unfair to put him on the spot. Nobody asked Leonardo DiCaprio to act when he's in a fucking interview. Yeah, no. He should have told them to shove it too. He should have told them to shove it. Congrats to Vernon Davis on on retirement. Yeah, Claypool six for thirty against the Who's. Yeah, well, I mean, Got the Virginia dub. defense. Um. Anyways, uh, Mitchell Wilcox, the South Florida tight end, did you see him get hit in the head by a football? No, that sounds funny, though. It fucking hit him really hard, like right in the temple. I'm surprised he didn't drop, but he kept running down the line and catching footballs. Hard in the temple sounds less funny than just hitting the head with a football. Exactly. Yeah. It could have been serious, but it wasn't. Um, Got to be pretty embarrassing. Is it more or less embarrassing than your dick falling out running a 40 like Chris Jones? Well... Um, less. <laughs> I, Chris Jones was quoted after that whole incident as saying, I looked down and the Hummer was out. <laughs> Did I read that right? He, he had a name for his unit? Yeah. Remember when I didn't want to talk about H2, such things? H2, H3. Yeah, there's a difference. Um, Have you talked about your cheating at the Combine too much? No, I, I, I haven't, uh, and I, uh, we can close the show with my combine experience, but I do want to look ahead. And by the way, did you see the sled drill? Okay, when you I told you before you, the show started that I, I didn't watch any of it, I, I wasn't lying I didn't know if you watched, you. you watched SportsCenter? No, SportsCenter. What is it, 2002? No, wow. I don't watch SportsCenter. Wow, what about at midnight? Nah, I mean, uh, lovely fellow, that Scott, but no, I don't. <laughs> Here's what I watch. Uh, standings on my computer here. Yeah. ACC hoop standings. How do you expect to get the insight without watching Sports just, Center? I, I just stare. I, I watch the actual ball games. I don't need you to watch the ball games. Highlight packages. Uh, is there a good college basketball ball game tonight? It's Friday, so probably not. Mm, fuck. Um, really getting into that now. Davidson at Dayton, your nice. boy Obi. Uh, I, I might watch that one. Um, they get this sled now. And what I wonder about the sled, and everybody's seen Fred the Sled is what they're calling it. Um, it's a really tricky sled. They had it on NFL fields. It's counterintuitive because you think about a sled, you see people driving a sled, they want to pick it up, 
but it's for your hips, so you wanna drive it straight forward without lifting, and guys look super awkward doing it, and I kinda wondered, you know, were they working on it? Was this made available, this information to folks uh, going into the combine? Were kids practicing on this sled? Because they didn't look very good doing it. And by the way, uh, Mike Vrabel, I thought it was kind of telling. I, I don't want to... He was, he was being interviewed as they were doing Fred the Sled. And um, they were asking about, you know, Tannehill and uh, Derrick Henry. And I don't... I don't know if he, they asked him about both those guys and I think he, he said a lot more, I don't think he said anything about Tannehill, I think he said a lot more about Henry and how bad they want him back. So sometimes it's not about what you say, it's what you don't say. And uh, I don't know if that bodes well for Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Your, uh, your pants sure do look comfy. They are comfy. My lovely wife Meg got them for me upon re-entry to the United States. The rare, uh, the rare comfortable fancy pants. You think they're fancy? Yeah, they're fancy, fancy nice. pants. Nice, they're Lululemon. Yeah. Nick Foles brand. Nice. Um, as I'm looking ahead at the combine, I'm looking at, at uh, the, the D linemen. I'm excited to see Kinlaw. Okay, so Kinlaw is a kid in South Carolina. And we mentioned him before on this, this show here. Very twitchy. This kid, I know a lot of people are talking about Derek Brown. I'd seen Kinlaw as like a bottom of the first round kind of guy. I think he could rise. I think he rise pretty fast. I think he's going to test really well. I mean, he's gonna have a great combine. He's, he, I think he, he he needs work, just like Derek Brown does. You know, I watched both of them, and uh, Derek's more polished at this point, but Kinlaw's upside is. Um, his comp is Chris Jones. That's what I was reading. I could see that. He's a disruptor. I don't think he's as naturally a pass rusher as Chris Jones. I think sometimes his feet get narrow, uh, and he can kind of fall down and get awkward at times, but... Man, if you put him in a one-gap scheme and let him go, he's going to be a son of a bitch to block. Now, Chris Jenkins is the uh, Derek Brown um, comp that I was reading. I think he, he's a dude who would fit well in Detroit. That's the defense that, that, that they need fixing. And also, like, Matty P, coming from the Bill Belichick tree, he's going to be really into uh, you know those SEC guys. Now, Chase Young, one, one interesting thing about him, what do you think he weighed in at? Chase Young, 255. 264. Hmm. I've seen like people kind of lazily apply the Julius Peppers uh, comp. And I've also heard the Javon Curse thing. J-Pep is pushing three bills at all times on the football field. Yeah. That's a little light. Um no, I, I love his tape. I, I'm not going to second guess this kid. Epinesa from Iowa. I'm excited to see him. I was thinking he was like a Carl Nassib comp. Mm. He's got power. He's got length. He could play in the 3-4 and the 4-3. I think he's probably better suited to be in like kind of a hybrid defense, like a Pittsburgh type thing. Um, I think he's I think he's a mid mid to late first guy. He's got he's got some upside. I wouldn't reach for him in the top five to ten. Honestly. He reminds me of a less twitchy, I mean, he played like a less twitchy me in college, but a stronger, he's stronger than me. I'm not saying he's better or worse than me. And I would have said the same thing about me. Like take me in the, you know, 10, 15, I don't know about top five, but that's why I, I wouldn't reach for this kid in the top five. I really wouldn't. Um, he's big, he's long. Uh, I don't know that he has the bend. He's, he's 6'6", 280, so he's a bigger version. I, you know, I'm not comparing him to myself. That's why I like the Nassib comparison. 
you know, they've got the kid and- Didn't you just compare him to yourself? A, a, a less twitchy, stronger me. Okay. Um, but I was watching him and I was like, yeah, you know what, it's, it's um, he doesn't necessarily, he's not like incredibly bendy at the top of the rush. I don't think he has the twitch that somebody like, you know, a, a truer defensive end, a 4-3 defensive end has, but he plays with length and power and he's got a good feel getting off blocks. He's got a good feel uh, in the rush. The kid at LSU, what's his name? Chison? Ch- Chison? I would guess uh, Chason. Chason? Yeah. He's got a funny number, 18. Yeah. I think he's going to have to test well. Um, he's more of a true, true edge guy. He's not going to have his hand in the dirt. Uh, so I'll be interested to see that. My- Chason. Chason. K. Levon. Chason. It rhymes. It's how our LSU sports. That's pretty fucking cool. Us. Yeah. Kayla Vaughn, Chase on. Kayla Vaughn, Kayla Vaughn, Chase on. Good for him. Chris Long. Great does, name. Chris Long doesn't rhyme. Boring. Uh, my combine. We could do a whole pod on this. I had Cowboy Reed pull up my stats. They weren't actually as good as I thought. Well, I knew they weren't good. They were good in some areas. My prep, I trained at Parisi's up in, uh, up in North Jersey. I used to take the train, the Amtrak up there for long weekends. Back when some of us were still in class yeah, this on was, grounds. Yeah, on grounds as you call it. Now, I used to take the train up there and train like four days a week and come back down. Uh, and listen, the way I approached the combine was you could kind of perfect certain things, but don't overthink it, especially if you're a player who's slated to go in the top 10, 15. <clears throat> I feel like you can, you can fuck things up better than you can like fix them in a couple of months span. Um, and I understand that there's a lot of minutia to sprinting and you know, there's certain techniques and whatnot, but you know, like you can get into trouble reinventing the wheel. Um, and some of this combine training is way, way overboard. Now my, my experience at the combine was, I guess the most memorable meetings and it was, it, it was stressful, but you know, it kind of is what it is. And I competed at everything except for the bench press. I made up an injury. It wasn't you a You lied? Yeah, fuck yeah, I lied. You cheated on your vert and you lied about your bench. Yeah, dude. I'm like a Houston Astro. Yeah. <clears throat> and so when you do go back to get that degree at Ficinia, uh, I might not bring up those two things. We have an honor code. Yeah, but the honor code doesn't extend to the combine. Uh, Buffon, it extends everything. Does friend. it? Yeah. Well, then you probably shouldn't have your degree. Heck no, I haven't lied. Ever? Uh-uh. About anything? Uh-uh. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> no, I haven't. So I hurt my, my wrist in the um, bowl game, but it was pretty healed. But I also knew that I'd probably get about 10 reps on the, on the bench. Pretty healed. That reminds me of Buddy Healed. Buddy Heald, yeah, yeah, Sacramento Kings still? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle Guy. Thank Sacramento you. Sacramento Kings farm system just dropped like 40 the other he night. He drops 40 like every night. Speaking of shout outs, Corey, John, and DeMarco, two men in a truck, really three men in a truck if you think about it, uh, listeners of the pod. Mm-hmm, really? Yeah. Had some things uh, moved while you were in East Africa. Yeah. And uh, the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys that helped you, uh, what'd you have moved? Uh, things. Oh, good. Yeah. So the movers walk in and they say, hey, you're the guy from the pod. Well, yeah, more so, you know, hey, you know Chris Long more than. I get the, you know, making Gunner oh, a lot. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But they listen. Corey, John, DeMarco. Hello. Shout out to them. Keep on moving. That's right. Um, Herm Edwards in the interview process, 
the way it is, you get siphoned into these hotel rooms, um, and like it's like a hallway, and you go in to meet with each team and whatnot. I I popped in, and he was with the Chiefs at the time. They ended up drafting Glenn Dorsey. And I've told this story before, but like I'm sitting in there, they have a projector, they have all the coaches. You kind of generally sit there and talk to the coaches and answer questions. They ask you questions that are on the board. Halfway through the meeting, I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck is Herm Edwards? And I look in the bathroom, which is in the back of the back of the room, and he's sitting in there on like a, a desk. He moved a, a desk into the bathroom with the light on. So weird. Very weird. And I'm like, okay, this guy either hates me or loves me, and he just doesn't have any questions, or he's like, we're not drafting this fucking guy. Yeah. Was he just looking for some quiet time away from the rest of the group? I don't know what he was doing. At some point, I want to ask Herm Edwards why he was sitting in the bathroom while I was answering all those hard football questions. Maybe he does his best thinking in there. He might. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones said this week that he was thinking about Des Bryant in the shower. Right. Did you hear that soundbite on SportsCenter? Sounds familiar. I didn't watch the Yeah, well, because Des wants to make a comeback. And uh, shout out to Des Bryant for paying his bets. I made a large bet with Des Bryant on the Virginia Cavaliers and Texas Tech Red Raiders in the national championship. Mm. Shout out to Des Bryant. Dock, major dockage of points for Danny Amendola, who owes me a tattoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Texas Tech Red Raiders vanquished Danny Amendola. I'll get a tattoo if we lose. Haven't seen it. By the way, remember when I gave you that tip about... uh state falling on its face against carolina yeah that was good that was a good bet the other night yeah I think oh yeah you owe me a hundred or i owe you a hundred dollars well yeah. if i yeah, i don't a, gamble if you did also tony sperano gave me some shit god rest his soul he was hilarious he was like he had the sunglasses on inside i was chugging water to weigh in at 272 i was mm. probably like 265 to be honest of course they would have held that against me and chase young they think he's a greek god which he is uh they would have said i was underweight wonder why um now i walk in there i've been chugging dasani like it's fucking pledge night at a frat house (laughs) and um and and you know he's interviewing me and uh he's like no i saw you in there chugged about eight waters (laughs) what's going on with that and he like he adjusts his sunglasses Uh and i'm just like holy shit what the fuck do i say that was the hardest question I got. I never got any of these weird What'd like. What did you say? I said, I'm trying to stay hydrated. I got a yeah. fucking sprint. Like, yeah. you want me to. I'm fast. Okay. Fast people pull hamstrings. Right. I don't want to be one of those guys. Right. You know, the, I guess the one awkward thing was I wore white compression shorts because mm. that was kind of what I was training. I'm real per- particular about how my compression shorts feel. And when you w- wear white compression shorts, you know. I do, actually. Um, so that was that was weird. Also, I did cheat on the or tried to treat cheat on the vert. I put some tissue paper in my gloves because what they do is they measure you, and I've told this story before. But they they measure you, see how far up you can reach. So basically, I reach to show that this is my reach, and then I slip some tissue paper in my gloves, you know, so I could just up my vert, which was a thirty-four, which was just fine. Impressive, if you ask me. And they caught me. Right. Who gave you this idea? Me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Genius. Yeah. Uh, diabolical, but genius. Yeah, you know. Also, yeah, like Didn't I said. Work. Like genius. I like I said, I, I, I got out of the bench because uh, I said I had hurt my wrist. Um and then after the combine was all done, I loaded up on hurricanes 
40 ounces. Uh, that was still a thing for me at that point. And I had never not drank for that long in my collegiate life. I had abs on abs on mm. abs. Haven't seen them since. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a sad day when the combine ended. Uh, so yeah, that was it was a cool experience. I mean, a lot of pressure, big release when it's done. And I was supposed to be like a top five pick. Um, so, so I certainly could have not worked out, but I wanted to be competitive and I understand why Joe Burrow is not working out or, you know, maybe some other players, but, um, you know, I, I wanted to get out there and mix it up. My, my numbers were six, three, two seventy two. I've lost 20 pounds, um, arm length, 32, 32 inches. I don't know if that's very good. Um, hand size, 10 inches, four, seven, five and a 40. Don't think I could do that anymore. One five three in a ten yard split. Now this is where this is good. That's the ninety first percentile, homeboy. Nice. Yeah. Last year that would have uh, that would have been, I believe, first among all. Here, here's here, here's to show you how springy I was, but how slow I was at top speed. Montez Sweat ran a four four one, didn't he? He ran a four four. Yeah. That's I had a faster state. I had a faster ten yard split than him. Wow. I lost three tenths of a second in the. Th- 30 yards after. To be fair, rarely are you running 40 yards. You no. Need, uh, you need to be, no. uh, have loose hips. Yep. Be quick twitchy. Yep. Uh, Shout out to Cliff Averill. He ran a 1.52. He just edged me out. Um, but I'm looking back at these numbers. 34 vert, 275, 20 yard split. 20 yard shuttle. That was another strong point for me. 4-2-1. Nice. Yeah, so I had a good combine. You had to pick your senior year at Virginia. Did you score? No, I got tackled by the quarterback. Carolina? Yeah, John Copper didn't pick up a block. Not Mm -hmm. my fault. Okay. Aaron Campman was my comp. I was reading about myself today. Yeah, well, white guy. Hey, listen. I bested him, and I used to really look up to Aaron Campman, so that felt good. 58, that meaningless stat. He had 58, I had 70. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, it was all in all, it was fuck man I look back at that thing it was like a blur man it was so much pressure I think it's an unnecessary amount of pressure I think that you know these these guys they have to do a good job of realizing what's important what's not you know I was like and I had Cowboy Reed print this out real quick to close this thing as you watch these quarterbacks throw and I watched them last night I know you didn't it doesn't fucking matter okay NFL's Bucky Brooks on Ryan Mallett it was his performance during the throwing drills that thrust him into the conversation as a potential franchise QB. He threw the ball with zip, velocity, and his accuracy stood out. Yeah. Here's some words on Blaine Gabbert. If he throws the ball well at his pro day, he could join the conversation as the number one pick. And obviously he was a high pick. Gil Brandt on Gabbert. He couldn't have done better had he borrowed Drew Brees' right arm. Hmm. Drew Brees, big old hands, by the way. Big hands. Uh... Jake Locker, with Jake Locker showing signs of becoming a more complete pocket passer, he is starting to create a buzz about being a potential first-round pick. These are all after that on-field, and by the way, they had to throw fades last night. That didn't, they all struggled throwing those fades. That's a new thing. And here's a, here's a Bortles quote. Bortles didn't disappoint with the spotlight on him, displaying his smooth setup and release and tossing darts down the field. Bortles' accuracy and footwork on his three-step drops were excellent showing very good rhythm, timing, and precision to rip it with very good target placement. And then lastly, 
my good friend Mike Mayock, who I love. And this shit is hard. I'm not shitting on people that were giving good reviews, uh, but it's an inexact science and, uh, and, and it means nothing to watch guys running around in underwear or throwing in underwear. There are certain things that you can, you can, take, some, uh, you can take some value from, but I don't think, it's, uh, I don't think across the board the combine's the end all be on. Uh, and I'll be all Jake Locker's a special athlete that's a really talented kid who has a first round potential but who has struggled in the pocket. A lot of people are writing him off and I'm not. This is what guys say after the combine. It's a crapshoot, as we said. Uh, I think the only thing we know for sure is Joe Burrow goes one. Watch my tape. Watch whose tape? That's just something people say. Oh yeah, watch the tape. Watch the tape. Um, but we'll be back early next week with another green light pod. 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30. Get back to some Old good t- numbers. Todd Gurley. I mean, two, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a little, little rough out there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But we'll get, but I'm sure we'll be talking about the combine. We'll be talking about the CBA, whatever comes out of that. And uh, I might even drop a, another pod over the weekend. I, I, I watched a bunch of movies on my trip. Oh, y'all. Jojo Rabbit. Is that the one? You probably wouldn't like it. Phenomenal film. Great film. I'll be reviewing Irishman. Terrific film. Okay. Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Irishman, Harriet, Lighthouse. Holy shit, that's weird. I watched a couple documentaries. George Harrison documentary, uh, the Johnny Cash and Richard Nixon documentary. I watched a bunch of stuff. I might just rant about all this stuff and drop a pod this weekend. I finished up The Americans. If anybody wants to go on the internet, talk to me about the Americans. Be happy to talk back with you about the Americans. At Making Gunner. That's right. Good luck spelling yeah, it. Hey, and y'all take care. Take care and go yourselves. go who's. Go who's have a great weekend. Shock the world. Well, it wouldn't be that shocking. Duke lost to fucking Wake Forest the other night in double overtime. How do you get blown out in double overtime? 113. And Virginia is the defending national champion. So it won't be that bad. Yeah, loss. it's not gonna be a shock. All right, y'all take care.